When looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Well, excuse me! Looking for good ideas for life? You're far from good hands. Hey, bud, what's your problem? If you think the listener is always right, you're far from the right place. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, but a rebel by choice. Are you threatening me? If you want a host that floats between love and madness, and we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. All right, guys, uh, listen to the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? Warning, creators of this game do understand the subject matter may be offensive to some, but they do honor the families and people that have been affected by these real-life tragedies that these individuals have caused. Wanna play a game? Oh yeah! Lover of true crime? Yes, yes, yes. Well, we got an interesting game for you to check out. Wow. With the mashup of influences such as horror movies, collecting cards, and RPGs. What? Led to giving birth to an incredible creation of this game. Killers, the card game. You are all my children now. This game is a collectible trading card game featuring some of the most infamous killers with tidbits of trivia on the back of each card to help you learn some insight to each criminal. Who the hell are you? Let's not forget, during the game, cops will be chasing you and these criminals. I'm a cop, you idiot! However, check out their website listed through all social media today, which can be found under Killers, the card game. Am I on the internet? I want to play a game. Hey y'all, I'm Janelle Arthur and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this next guest is a, or I should say this is her second appearance on here, and a lot has changed for her since she's been on. She is currently a black sheep 
recording artist. And the new single we're going to touch on is One Night on Earth, featuring the Isaacs. Please welcome Janelle Arthur. Janelle, how are you doing this morning? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Like I said, life has changed a lot since we last spoke. And probably the biggest change on a personal note was the birth of your daughter. So yes. Can, how old is she now? She is going to be 11 months on the 16th. So yeah, it's, I cannot believe it, it, how the year has flown and that, yeah, the, the, having a child is sure is, is for sure the, you know, biggest change um, in my life for sure. Cause you know, nothing is really um, the same, just, I mean, everything from your daily schedule to the way you see the world, to the way that, you know, you think about things, it just, it definitely shifts and, and, you know, for the better, it's just adjusting to those things. And on top of that, trying to continue to be, you know, in the music industry. And that's been a a challenge and I I love a good challenge. So I'm, I'm trying to uh, try to, trying to juggle it all. Well, each kid is different, but how would you describe your daughter at this stage right now? Oh my goodness. Um, She is, she, she's, it's unbelievable. I I never knew if she would, if I, if I had a child at all, you know, if I didn't know if they would be musical or seem to be, to love music like I did. But when I was a baby, my mom wrote in my baby book, all babies love music, but there's something different. She knew that there was an extra amount of love that I had for music. And I mean, I never would have thought it, but she seems to have a lot of that. Um, that's one thing I've, I've noticed is, and everyone's noticed is her love for music and to immediately dance and sing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind of what uh, is going on right now with her. She's loving, she just loves people. She's, she's very friendly. She will let almost anyone hold her. Um, she's been a, pretty good sleeper other than you know when going through the teething and everything but she's just a very um very sweet baby and uh, yeah I mean it's just been so much fun seeing her love for the the same thing that, that I love as well um yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome well I do want to reference to folks to check out if they have an opportunity because it's a good read into Janelle's personal story. Uh, She did a story with People Magazine, and she talks about her struggles with a miscarriage, but then also the, at that point, the pregnancy with her daughter Mm -hmm. that we're talking about now. So I, I would say it's ironic because I was just what, flipping through the channels the other day, and they were, uh, I think it was Tamron Hall or one of those uh-huh. daytime talk shows talking about menopause. And not that it's the same thing, obviously, folks, miscarriage or menopause. Uh-huh. But, but it's, I found it interesting because for the minute or two I did watch that show, miscarriages, menopause, things like that. 
and then we'll go back to positive stuff, folks, is that it's stuff that's not talked about on the mainstream as much as other health stuff that goes on. So I I think it's interesting for people to listen to these conversations or read these articles such as Janelle's story. It's for people to learn and be able to have these conversations more and more. True. I mean, yeah, it's, it's something that I think you can only understand if you fully understand if you've been through it and it was a very difficult time. And, and for sure, it, I, I, the per- first person I reached out to, um, you know, outside of my, my, like my mother, my immediate family would have been, you know, a friend that had gone through the same thing because you immediately are, you know, saying is, do you think this is what's happening? You know, um, it, it's just very, very um, difficult to, to experience that type of loss when you have so much love in your heart um, for something and someone so yeah but it was such a blessing everything was definitely crazy with the you know having the miscarriage and then just a few months later I I got pregnant with my now daughter and it was very very um it was so interesting how everything played out that year with you know I got pregnant while I was about to release my song with Dolly Parton called Hand Me Down yes and that song literally says if I ever have a, a daughter of my own and I didn't know if I was going to have a daughter or a son. I didn't know. I didn't know the, the gender. So, um, I, you know, we end up making this music video. We think, well, we should probably do a pregnancy reveal. Um, and then I find out after the video that I was indeed, you know, having a, a little girl, uh, a daughter. And then ap- after we had shot the video of my duet with Dolly Parton, I find out, that she is due. She was her due date was Dolly's birthday. Out of all the days out of the year. So that was very bizarre to me. I was like, this is just so you just can't you can't script this. You know, it was just unreal. Um, how it all happened. I looked at the paper and saw January 19th was the due date. I was like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. So um, but she was born on the 16th. But yeah. It's yeah. been it's been a blessing. It's been a, a crazy ride, and I'm I'm thankful for it, and hope that you know my story has helped. In even if it's helped one person, that's good enough for me. Yeah, like I said, it's some of these topics should be listened and read about more to be able to have it discussed more. But you know, I want to get more positive here. But like you said, there doing your answer with the gen between a gender reveal and potential birth date being dollies and all. I'm not a religious person, but like you said there, there's just something bigger in the universe that seemed to put your story together. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I believe that for sure that it was just, just, just too coincidental. So yeah, you you see that you're like, okay. Yeah. Just there's something there bigger than us that you go. Hmm. You know, you got, it's definitely interesting. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad everything is good on the personal front there that everybody's happy and healthy and all that stuff. Thank but you, you so me- much. But you mentioned hand-me-downs, which was the last time we had you on. Mm-hmm. What's life been like 
since that release and I know you had a great immediate response to it, but what kind of response have you been getting in the months since? Well, I mean, it was a blessing because it, I think was a, a huge factor in helping me, um, get my now record deal, um, with the independent, uh, record label black sheep that you mentioned before we started. And, um, I think that that was a, uh, you know, they already knew about me, but I think that that was like a, a also a huge factor and um, it really got their attention even more. And um, so that was a, that was a great thing that came from that collaboration as well. But people have just, they really have continued to tell me that they, it's one of their favorite songs or that they love, they love that song and it, it touches their heart. I mean, there's just not a lot of songs out there in my opinion, you know, that really touch on those. Well, mainly from females. I'll say that. Okay. Like I think that a lot of males in country music right now, they're touching on a lot of family, um, faith type things, type subjects in their songs. Look at Cody Johnson. Um, but you don't hear it as much from females. I, and so I, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so I was, I'm very proud of just the overall everything. I mean, I never, I'm such a perfectionist, honestly, whenever I listen back to most of my songs, I rarely ever don't pick it apart and say, you know what, mm, why didn't we do that? Or we should have done this, or that could have been better or oh man, I should have changed that lyric, you know, just something like that. And that song is one of those that I just listened to and I used to go, everything is perfect about it. I wouldn't change a thing about it. And it has my mother's heartbeat on the very you know, you front of that. it. And then it runs throughout the song. And so that's such a special part of it to me too, that, that, that just elevates it from all of my other songs, you know, even aside from the fact that Dolly Parton is part of it. I remember you telling me that between mom's heartbeat and there was a connection with your aunt and uncle and all that yes. fun stuff. So between the personal and professional connections with that yes. song. But speaking of songs, One Night on Earth, which features the Isaacs, what can you tell me about this particular tune? Well, this song is really about a similar you know it's it's about the birth of christ which is something that we hear about we hear songs about at, around christmas but what stood out to me when we wrote this song was that i'd never really thought about it um like this in in this way is you know everything changed in one night it's just it, it, there was darkness and then there was light and um you know it just was three believers you know that's what we believe we don't push it on anybody that's just we happened to get in a room together and we, we three um, are believers. And, and uh, we talked about how we were really confused, really frustrated, really um, anxious about the uh, pandemic. And we didn't know what was going on, not only in the world, but in our, our, like in, in our industry. So we, uh, 
we didn't really know what to write about because what do you what's why you know what it's almost like why are we writing songs if we don't even know if they're ever going to be heard ever again or they're ever going to be released or like the world's just literally going to crash and burn and like the industry doesn't even matter anymore um and so we said why don't we just write a christmas song why don't we write a song that you know kind of brings joy but then my my co-writer helene cronin um i wrote this with helene and uh, adam wheeler and uh she brought she brought up this this uh title called one night on earth and we thought wow well that would actually work potentially you know to describe the birth of christ and so yeah that that's really how the song happened and then of course i i recorded a version of it and um put out a little video of it in 2020 and uh just because i didn't want to do like an official release because i wanted to save it for when the world wasn't so crazy and really Mm -hmm. officially put it out you know so um then whenever my label and i my whole team we talked about you know putting it out we thought why don't we get someone to be featured on it with me and i just couldn't I, i couldn't think of any better people not only vocally, but, you know, they're such great people, um, period. The Isaacs, I just thought of them. And I had uh, known, I've known Sonia for quite, I mean, I guess, my goodness, almost 13 years now. So, um, yeah, it just made sense to me. And when I sent the song to her, she was immediately in. She would have done it even if her family, the rest of her family hadn't have you know been able to work it out with their schedules so everyone worked it out with their schedules made it happen and it was just such a project that i i will always cherish well i'm gonna go ahead and insert the song right here so people can not only hear but get their own judgment just everything about when you listen to music i'm gonna put that right here thank you so much
Laid in a manger, a king with no crown Who traded his throne, became one of us One light in a place that needed his love Where there was no hope, no peace, no way But that all changed with one baby's birth One night on earth So coming out of One Night on Earth, like I said, Janelle Arthur is here and the song features the Isaacs. And two things with that, and you were talking about it before we played the song. And whenever you feature somebody in songs, and I don't care what kind of music it is, there has to be that right, I'm a gut feeling person. Mm-hmm. And they're taping us over Zoom, and it seems like if you have that right thing, you, I'm sure Janelle could see this. You go from you have a good song, but you find the right people to feature, it goes to here. You know, what I mean, yeah. it steps it up yes. that level. So, but you mentioned as far as during the writing process of this song, as far as somebody brought the title and all that fun stuff, when you're writing music yourself or with other people. Do you, I guess this is a two-parter, are you one to, you need the actual music first, or do you work on lyrics then build the music around the lyrics of the song and story you're trying to tell? I always write lyrics and melody at the same time, and the melody typically determines the music. You know, of course, there will be additional things that that incredible musicians, once you get in the studio, they'll add these signature licks or they might have a, a chord suggestion that, that is different, but I typically write everything at the same time. Um, you know, so like say that we're writing, we wouldn't say, okay, let's, let's do waiting in darkness. And we'd say, we, okay, well, it'd be kind of cool to do. And we play a chord and we'd be like waiting in darkness. You know what I'm saying? And it's, mm-hmm. you just kind of, play at the same time as you um i think but i think also if i'm gonna do anything first it would be music or like melody um sometimes i will come up with melodies but i typically am always thinking of what am i what does this melody call for lyrically you know what is it is it a breakup song is it a happy song is it um you know, a, um, a song, you know, even like one night on earth, is it something that's going to be more spiritual or something like that? So, um, yeah, that's, that's my writing process. I always write everything at the same time, like lyrics to my melodies. And that way you don't get to where you have too many words for your, for your music. Like you'll have to like rearrange all your words. I think some people they'll, they get stuck with that sometimes if they write, um, lyrics first. 
<laughs> but sometimes that's their process. So yeah, exactly. And I know I brought this up in a previous conversation, and thank you for the time. But uh, you were part of a faith-based film, Running from Our Roots, which you also had several songs on the soundtrack. Yes, and the title track was produced by Dina Carter who mm-hmm. I had just recently reached out to, but I know she is on tour currently with a friend of the show, Phil Vassar. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll probably be after the holidays before I hear back from Dina and such, which is cool. Yeah. Positive vibes there. But do Absolutely. you still, do you still uh, keep in touch with Dina? I sure do. I sure do. Yeah. Dina is um, one of those people that I met. I met her when I was on American Idol. And I really freaked out because I've, I was a huge fan and I've always been a huge fan. But I'm saying when I was a kid, um, I saw her in concert. I had her t-shirt. Um, I just always really, really loved her music. I remember being in my uh, bedroom and just dancing to her music and, um, singing harmony with her songs and stuff like that. So, uh, when she and I met, it was it was just like, she's that type of person though. She makes everyone feel this way. It wasn't just me, but she makes you feel like she, like she's known you, your whole, like you've known her your whole life. Like that's yeah. just the vibe that you get from her. She is just so, just such a warm and fun and free spirited person. I mean, that's the way I can explain her. Um, and so we just, we really clicked and we had a great time because we were on this movie set together, even after we had met on American Idol set. And uh, yeah, it was, she's just incredible. And we've, we've definitely kept in touch. I've, I sang backgrounds for her last year um, at CMA Fest and uh, at the Ryman Auditorium. Uh, that was awesome. Um, and I was like eight almost nine months pregnant <laughs> same backgrounds for her at the Ryman um that was really fun and then I think it was yeah I guess it was this year I sang for her with her for CMA Fest and last year was the Ryman so yeah, yeah that was really fun just getting to like just be a fan just like sit sit on the stage with her stand on the stage with her and sing and be a, a true fan as I'm getting to be a part of the experience it was just really cool yeah it's just funny you get to pinch yourself with these uh experiences and the reason i brought up is because i was you know i talked to phil often and (laughs) this ain't about me but he goes you would just love dina and because we were talking about her since he was getting ready to go on the road with her for these for this christmas tour so yeah but Hopefully, you know, things will work out there. I'll put in a good word for you, too. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, there's a lot of respect for what she's done. But speaking of legendary venues, and I'll end with this, because obviously you got stuff going on. You've performed or been a feature performer at the Grand Ole Opry over 25 times, but you were there for the celebration of Barbara Mandrell for her mm-hmm. 50th anniversary, which is just amazing. But is there a particular venue, whether it's the Ryman or the Grand Old Opry, that really hits home for you? Because when you talk about these venues, it's just such, they're iconic. They're like churches, I guess you would say, 
within mm-hmm. the music world? Yeah, I mean, I probably have two parts to this. My, I love playing at uh, for a, an Opry audience. I would say that, like either at the Ryman or at the um, the Opry House. Either one, it's just a very warm crowd. People love people who are there. Truly love country music, and they want they want to listen to you. You're not background noise. You're not you know singing at some random place downtown Nashville where people are just talking over you so I mean you you feel the appreciation from the crowd so that's that's amazing and people who have been on that that stage those stages that's what makes it so special and of course the musicians the Opry band I mean the people that are playing for you I mean they're just the best of the best Um, but I also it's anytime that I'm back performing I've performed back at Dollywood a few times since I have uh, mm-hmm. been, you know, doing this and, and since I've been on American Idol one, um, to be back like on this celebrity theater stage, that was where I got my start performing as little Dolly in the mm-hmm. show Paradise Road about her life. And so anytime that I'm like back on that stage, that's when it really hits home that, oh, wow, like I, I would have never imagined that I'd be, you know, I mean, I probably would have, I probably did imagine it because I, I, the sky was the limit in my eyes, you know, when I was a kid and I, I probably always wanted to be able to do enough to kind of be back on that stage doing my own thing as Janelle Arthur, you know? And so, um, because I was, you know, every day I was portraying Dolly and that was, Dolly just influenced me so much. I didn't even realize how much she had influenced me until probably I was in my early twenties. Um, but she really, really influenced me in so many different ways. Um, anything from my music to the way I sing to, um, just even just decisions like, you know, wanting to move to Nashville, just, you know, things like that. Um, how you carry yourself and just yeah i think it's weird i mean it's like there people will say you're you're you remind me a lot of dolly i'm thinking my goodness i i i didn't even realize how much that she and i you know have similarities so but yeah it's amazing how it comes full circle because i remember you telling the story about working at dollywood as a kid and that show and such so i was glad you brought that up but the new song is One Night on Earth featuring the Isaacs. You heard it here, but go to all her social media, YouTube, website, all that fun stuff to be able to look up obtaining it. Janelle, thank you so much. Have a good rest of the holiday season. And thank you so much. You too. Much love to you and the rest of the family. And thank so you. happy things are going well for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me once again. Let's do this more. And I'm going to uh, tell Dina she needs to she needs to hook up with you, okay? Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. 
Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. This is Ira Hyden, the Wizard Master from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. And in my dreams, I listen to the Crazy Train Radio.